0: Hello, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And welcome to the Lack of Focus podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus. I am your host, Ed Horn, and alongside me tonight, my really good friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend?
1: Good, Ed. How are you doing?
0: (laughs) I've been better, but I'm okay today. And, of course, our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how you doing, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. All right, and tonight's main topic tonight is going to be finding room for gaming in your life. How do you do it? How do you schedule it? How does your life work out? The three of us all have our own little ways of doing it. We're going to share our methods, and hopefully those can be found useful for you. However, as we often do, we will kick off on what we've been doing lately, and we should probably address the elephant in the room and the fact that we did not have a show last week. We had some scheduling conflicts. That was my fault.
1: That was my fault.
0: I, I wasn't throwing shit. I wasn't throwing anyone under the bus. I wasn't going to say names, Sean, <laughs> but um, my problem, no. um, we weren't able to get together to be able to, to record a show because we everyone else had plans going on and it just didn't happen. So our sincerest apologies for that. So we will kick off with what we've been doing in the last month, I suppose. So, Sean, what have you been up to lately, my friend?
1: Uh, So a lot of things, actually, and right. some gaming things. So
0: even better.
1: Uh, yeah. Not miniature gaming yet, but we're getting there. Um, So the big thing, so my Wednesday night game group, I'll just start with this. So we have been playing for the last five weeks, I think, six weeks, the G.I. Joe deck builder game. Oh,
0: yeah. I think you started leading into this the the last time we talked.
1: Yep. So we've been playing it, and um, the person's house we go to, he's obsessed with it. So and how we started playing it was I went to a local con and we played it there and you know I like deck builders you know I like the I like the strategy and deck building stuff and this one is really a simple strategy deck building game it's really fun um it's very hard you know it's hard to win which is good too but the the person's house we play at Chris he's a uh, not spelled the same as Chris sheriff it's the <laughs> It's the Ang, whatever it is, the English uh, Christian version, I guess, would it be, or something like that. And it's my middle name too, so and there's a history behind it. But anyway,
0: I didn't know uh, that.
1: Yeah, yep. So, um, so we play it, and what it is is, so there's like there, it there's good replayability, with the exception of like the three uh, There's three acts in the game, so you're fighting. You're fighting what what you would call um, scenes in the game that put out things called complications and other things. And um, basically you have three acts with three scenes per act. And then for each act, you have like a final boss you're fighting, and then you go to the next one. And then you have, if you're familiar with G.I. Joe, which I wasn't very familiar with G.I. Joe, I didn't, that kind of came out at the end of my interest in cartoons, per se. Mm. And, you know, so if you're a little bit younger than me, probably mid-40s to late 40s, you are probably own G.I. Joe if you were interested. In that. You own the figures and stuff like that. But, so anyway, so Chris said, well, if we can beat the two, there's two scenarios in each thing, he would buy the expansion. So... We beat the first scenario like the third time we played, so probably the second week. Um, And then it took us like three weeks to beat the next scenario, so he didn't yet. So we finally beat it, bought the expansion, so we played the expansion last night. Now, because I'm old and I have a pretty challenging job right now, um, I had to leave at like 10 o'clock, and I think they finally beat it at like 1 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So, yeah so it's a really fun game if you like deck builders you know and and when i talk about deck builders it's it's different than like the dominion style of deck builder um it's more like the predators and those types where the challenges get tougher as you go along and the way you're building your deck is you know specific and and uh you have lead gi joe leaders and you know if you're, you're, you're fighting the bosses and then you're fighting kind of the, the semi-bosses like uh, um, Major Blood or Destro or those guys, you know, the the ones that were always challenging Cobra Commander for command of Cobra. Um, so we've done a lot of that. Um, we've played that pretty much, I think, the last uh, seven or eight weeks that we've been doing like, our gaming session. Um, And then the Agora models, I get my last pack of the original, although they did it weird, but of the original 80, um, I'll have 79 issues of the original 80. They changed it because they added 10 issues at the end, which I think really equates to 11. And that's the one where you get the Sisters of Battle in the suits or whatever it is. Correct. But it ends at 79, and you get the first half of roberto in that but then i would have to continue to get the second i already have him anyway as a figure so i don't need him but but that's kind of weird how they did it and then they, you get the sisters and you get a you get one um like mech suit guy for the space marines so, basically, it's run its course. So, once we receive that, I'm done. I'm not going to do the Sisters and stuff like that. I'm going
0: to... No, that makes sense. If it's not an army that you're interested in, it makes sense. Well, it is
1: It is one that I'm interested in, but it's one that I'm interested down the road, you know, because I have shelves full of Space Marines now. <clears throat> I have boxes of Astra Militarum, which is the army that I want to move into. So, the Sisters, I have one of the big battles... It's not the... I don't know what they're called, but it's, uh, if I can read it from here, it's one of like the big Christmas type boxes that they sell.
0: Oh, oh, that's the one that's got the six suits, Morven Vols in it, and. I think that, so, yeah. Yeah, the sword and gold yeah. rules are in there. Yeah,
1: um, so that I have, I, I have a box of sisters because they would be good with space, you know, the space marines and Militarum if I decided to start mixing armies up and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much ending. Um, in my cat right now, all of my son's uh thousand son stuff is on a bookshelf right next to my desk, and right next to that is the cat tree for my cats. And when, when my male cat Gimli can't get my attention because I'm doing something like working or something, he'll knock. Right now, it's, he'll. Right now, it's Zangor's, but he'll knock him down, and it's landing about three and a half feet, you know. So he, he does this all the time. So on top of my computer right now, I have Zangor's because I'm setting him up there till we find another place to put. But so I'm trying to think what else. Um, uh, At Games is coming out with 4K pinball. So. Yeah,
0: I saw that too. I already saw videos of of people putting that stuff out.
1: Yep, so that's my next big purchase will be the 4K, 4K pinball machine. So I did a lot of rearranging in my arcade downstairs so I can fit that machine in because it'll be bigger than the 1080p version of it. Um, and I'm looking forward to that, to, to get that. Um, other than that, that's about it. Just a lot of it's work right now. Um, but I have gotten out played, you know, some games and stuff played arcade games um i could bore people to death with those and um you know but ultimately it's just uh you know mostly getting to the game night and you know getting in gi joe right now so
0: it's gonna fit perfectly with the theme for tonight yep all right chris i held off on talking in the pregame show to see what you've been up to the last month what have you been up to lately my friend
2: um it's been quite a lot obviously um the weekend after we were supposed to record I had my um, Legion Star Championships that I was running, so that was a two-day event. Um, so that was uh, two long, long days. I was exhausted afterwards. Um, I,
0: can, I can imagine how. What was the uh, the turnout like for that?
2: So we had uh, 16 on day one, and then um, we were down to like 14 or 15 on day two. But with a, we actually had. 17 unique players, I think, for the event, because I did it over two days, and someone turned, basically, said he couldn't come on a Saturday, but was going to turn up and play, not make the cut, and do the side events, so he got three game losses in um, day one, and then just played the last round, and then he, uh, I was, if he didn't make the cut, because I did four rounds, and then a cut to top four, I had uh, all of the Legion um, like narrative kits that they have. So there's like um, a Dianoga kit, um, a dynamic exit and uh, the asset, which is like uh, trying to find Grogu and that kind of stuff. Um, so people got to play those and have fun with that. Um, but yeah, it was a long day. Um, we got the 16 player minimum, which was required for it to be classed as a star championship, uh, which was good. Uh, so we got to give out the world's invite and everything. There you um, go. But yeah, lots of cool painted armies. Um, lots of cool Legion stuff. So, yeah, that's great. Um, I
0: let me ask that because we we got into this discussion. I, we had a couple of people that went to Nova Open. And they went to Nova Open for 40k. But they, of course, are some of our X, X-Wing players as well and they had stopped in to the x-wing side of it just to kind of poke around and see how things were and they felt that the population for x-wing was a little bit smaller yeah i heard i talked to,
1: talked to patrick mcdonald and he was saying something like 40 or 50 a day
0: yeah, yeah. so it made me like hold my breath for a moment going <gasps> Is something happening to X Wing? Like I, I know that I have not been paying attention to it nearly enough uh, over the last couple of years to know where the game is or how the game's doing. But I'd always gotten the impression that it kind of just stayed in the state that it was, where I when I left it, which was still in a pretty good stable state. But when I heard that number, I was like, that's surprising. I, and then, of course, I went to. well, how's how's Legion doing? Like, maybe Legion's kind of filling that gap. Maybe people left X-Wing and moved over to, to Legion, and they didn't have numbers for that. They hadn't stopped in there because they're not Legion players.
2: Well, I, what were the 40k numbers as well? I imagine I, my experience is that numbers are down across the board for in-person events now.
1: So, oh, I, so, well, 40k, Nova 40k is their big event. That's the one yeah. that they draw the absolute yeah. most. And my understanding, just from the little bit that I was talking to people, that really didn't seem to take a big hit.
0: Yeah. They were, the mean, numbers that I heard was like three, 350.
2: Yeah. But how many was it at its peak? You know what I mean? Oh, good oh, question. Yeah. That's a
1: good question. Yeah. I don't have that answer.
2: I, I'm not saying the numbers were bad. I'm just saying, comparatively. comparatively uh, yeah, I well, think, well, X-Wing, yeah. I think X Wing, I think, as
1: what will we'll never hit the heights that it did in, um,
2: well, like, 15 16 17 kind of yeah. thing
1: where you were getting 400 people not all well i think in the last year that i dealt with it they were all unique so you know you you, you couldn't go from day one and play day two it was unique each day and it was like 200 day mm-hmm. one and like 180 day two that was yeah, think, like yeah like like when they were
0: doing worlds that were that big
1: yeah 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 well um i don't know
2: I. They, AMG had the mini-stravaganza where they talked about all of their, um miniatures game stuff and they didn't have anything for our murder or for X-Wing this time around. Uh, we know that there's um, stuff that was announced that hasn't come out yet. Um, that was um, gunboats and something else. Um, well,
1: did, didn't they announce at, just real quick, sorry to interrupt, Chris, but didn't they announce stuff at... Uh... Adepticon?
2: Yeah, that's what they said on the, the panels was, no, um, Adepticon's back up and running, they're trying to make sure they're splitting up their news so they have something to say throughout the year, rather than doing everything yeah. and then only having the same stuff to go over again at Adepticon kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm not concerned about X-Wing, to be honest. Like, it's an old game now. Um Like, my local community is in growth, but that's because I've been putting a lot of work into trying to make yeah. sure it's healthy. Okay. Right. Um, I know there's lots of communities that aren't that lucky, but you know, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't feel that it's work personally, so I'm not. You, I find it hard to have sympathy. You, you know,
1: do you think that that comes from like lack, lack of like communities that are down? They don't. We don't have the strength like in organization that we did way back when.
2: Well, I think, um, I mean, I think this is an entire show here, Sean. So I don't want to go in too deeply (laughs) because Ed wants it to be relatively short. So I'm I'm going to not really answer your question and just say (laughs) that um, I, I think there's lots of issues all the way down from the top to the bottom with basically everything that used to be FFG and is now AMGs. I think that there's lots of issues. But they're also still fun games. So if you enjoy yeah. it, play it. If you don't, right. don't. Like there's plenty of games around. Um, I don't know why if you don't like it, you'd continue to force yourself to do it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um like yeah. I stopped playing forty K for what, like, nearly ten years?
0: I was gonna say I was in the same boat. Yeah, Six, like... sixth edition, all the way sixth, seventh, and eighth, never touched. Um, Yeah, I I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with
2: that. You're allowed to, you know, enjoy different things at different times of your life. Sure.
0: And I don't know how everyone else works, but for me, I kind of ebb and flow into games. Like if for whatever reason, 10th edition completely fell off the rails and, you know, Games Workshop started to grossly mismanagement and it started becoming what it used to be, would I quietly exit back out and move into something else? Probably. But I'd still keep all my stuff I'd still keep painting and still keep the stuff. And, you know, one day when they straighten it out, I'd come back, which is what I did. Yeah. I've not gotten rid of any of my X-Wing stuff. It is still there. It's in the closet right there. I could pull it off the shelf right now. It's a little out of date. I'm sure there's better upgrade cards that I haven't seen yet and better ships. Um, but...
2: Not really. AMG have done a really good job of stopping it being a card game, and making it into a miniatures game. No, so, that's yeah, all right. that's what I mean. It... If you like that, then you like it. If you like what it was, then you probably don't. I I don't know.
0: I'm not going to lie. So what led to that, and this is spilling over a little bit to me. So at the end of that conversation, what we said is um, we were thinking about doing an X-Wing event at the store, but going back to Wave 1 X-Wing, original first edition Wave 1. So TIE Fighters and TIE Advanced. Why wings? I mean, I don't even know what you Just- need to
2: do that because if you play, like the the game that is in existence now, that's what people play anyway.
0: Sure, I think it you was more I mean? of a nostalgia trip for the guys that were there, kind of yeah. like remembering. Oh, do you remember the good old days? Whatever, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, there's nothing. St-. It's one of the things that we've always said on this show. Like, there's nothing stopping you from playing. If that's the game that you liked, there's nothing in the world stopping you from playing that game nothing yeah anyway i trampled over your, your bit a little i'm sorry
2: no it's okay um so yeah i suppose the mini stravaganza uh happened and they i only managed to catch one stream live um and then i wasn't really able to watch it intently because uh jill uh my mum got jill tickets to go and see cirque de soleil in calgary Ooh, there you go. um so, but she had to go straight from work, like she left work an hour early so she could make the start time. Uh, so I had the kids all day and then mm-hmm. into the evening and the stream was on and like just after supper time as everyone was getting antsy, but it was about the battle forces for Star Wars Legion, Ooh. Uh, which was the a uh, thing that got me back into playing Legion were more like themed army lists. Um so, I suppose kind of like your um, the old specific detachments you could run for 40k that had um, more of a, a stronger theme in them. So, when they launched them, it was the Shadow Collective box, which gave you Darth Maul, Gar Saxon, and the Mandalorian Super Commandos from like the end of Clone Wars seasons and stuff like that, and then Rebels, I suppose. Um, then they did Echo Base Defenders for Rebels and Wizard Force for Imperials, which was a Hoth Battle. And they Ooh. did First for Um Republic, which was Anakin, Captain Rex, and then really elite clone units. So all of your arc troopers, you didn't you couldn't take phase one clones because they're not as good. So they are not like the elite and then you had a separatist invasion force where you like, just it, it's just the scene from a battle of Naboo where it's hordes of <laughs> B1s with the AAT tanks and stuff like that.
0: Question for um, you. So, yeah. one of the things that used to always drive me nuts with the Games Workshop equivalent to a battle force, um, they don't make those anymore. They're all start collecting or they're combat patrols now, um, was it was clear that they were these are some of the models that aren't selling very well. So we're going to give you a couple of the good things, but we're also going to give you one or two junky units that are kind of just sitting around the warehouse kind and, of thing.
1: And they still did that even up to combat patrols. Like, Oh yeah. Housen, no, I a hundred percent make that, argument they still times, do that. You know, the Zangors, you yeah, know,
0: that nobody he, ever runs. I, I, I still feel he, that. Do you feel that, and again, I, I don't know Legion, so I'm going to I'm gonna lean on an expert that knows a little bit more. Do you feel that those Battle Force ones actually come with quote-unquote semi-competitive lists? Like, if I were to take a battle on a box, take that out, open it up and paint it, and take it to my local game night, is that a sufficient force to take to the game store that day?
2: So, all five Battle Forces that they sell are 800-point um, lists. You can play them out of the box as an 800-point waste where with GW, they were always a varying... That's why we changed the name to start collecting boxes.
0: Uh-huh. Because they weren't wow. the same points. Yeah, because some um, of them weren't even remotely close.
2: But, like, the the functional, I would say. They're not always the exactly the what you would want to run, but they're a good entry into that faction, and they're a great entry into that battle force. So, um, for example, the um, Let me think which one's easy to talk about. Um, The Echo Base Defenders box. It comes with um, Leia, Chewbacca, and um, C-3PO and R2D2, who you can only normally get in like a terrain pack with missions and stuff. And so it gives you a bunch of characters. You get four units of Rebel. Rebel Veterans, which comes with their um, little support gun. So they have like an emplacement gun. So that's actually two corps choices per box. So you actually get too many veterans to run. So you, like, Ooh. you, it's not in a bad way in that you don't have to min max. You can actually go with more veterans if you want to, to have like the bodies on the field kind of thing. Uh, then it comes with some ton tons and uh, I think an FD cannon, so you get a good mix because you you don't get to run um, like the Endor troops, you don't get to run the Rebel, rebel commandos, you don't get to run the fleet troopers from the tantive. um, the hallway scene. So they're not in your the, uh, they're not options for that army list. They're removed, but you get extra battle cards, you get special rules, um, so they're pretty good. Uh, but, but very good value. You might want to like generally. You'd probably want to take less Ton and more FD Cannons, or you know you'd, you'd move stuff around. Like uh, you might need to buy a Luke Skywalker so you can run Luke, and or you can run Han and Han and Chewie instead of Leia and Chewie, that, that kind of thing. But yeah, but I think the good value. I don't think the Always the best choice if you already play. If you already play, you don't need to buy them because the cards mm. are print and play. They have them on the website. The rules are available for free. You can just print the cards out and use the Battle Force rules.
0: Ooh, I like but that.
2: If you're looking to get into the game, it's re- it's better in my opinion than half of an army in a two player starter set. So.
0: Half yeah. uh-huh. of the army of a two... Okay, so that makes sense.
2: Uh, well, you know what I mean. If, like, if you buy box, a two-player I mean... starter set for any game, generally, it's not a full army, is it? It's half right. of an army.
0: It's enough oh. to give you a taste of the game, but not the full game. Yeah. Is,
1: are you talking about, like, the core box?
2: Yeah, so, like, okay. you you didn't get enough to play a legal game of Legion if you bought the old core boxes. You didn't get enough. If like, When I bought the second edition Warhammer 40k starter set, I got two squads of tactical marines and, like, that was it. Everything else was cardboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, the Assault on Black Reach box wasn't enough to play a full game.
0: No. But, Although, like I said, these these boutique ones that Games Workshop has been doing, like, especially, I, I'm going to give Leviathan a lot of credit. There's a lot of points in there. There's a lot of models.
2: But it's still... Still,
0: it, still it, not it, 2,000, it, no. Yeah,
2: it, it's still two, two-thirds two of two
0: armies. Sure. All right. Although what I did discover with teaching the new players at uh, the store is if I took the stuff I got from the Indominus box set from the Space Marine side, and I took the Space Marine side from the Leviathan stuff, and I put them in a box, that's over 2,000 points. Yep. So I have well over 2,000 points of <laughs> Primaris Marines sitting right here. I can touch them <laughs> right there.
2: Yeah, um, Yeah. I mean they, they went through all, like the reasons for making Battle Forces and doing all of that stuff, and then They've already done the the Imperial Remnant, which is Moff Gideon, Dark Troopers, and they have funky rules about, like, you can equip heavy weapons out of a normal squad, so you can have a Stormtrooper's T-21 rifle in a Death Trooper unit and stuff like that. So you get interesting choices there. Um, Then they did an Ewok Battle Force and a Tempest Force for the Endor, which lets you run up to three ADSTs in Imperials.
0: Um,
2: and then to close out the stream, they announced two new ones, which were um, Wookiee Defenders. So, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Because mm-hmm. um, one of the things I kept kind of doing on the Wisp Builder was trying to make a Wookiee army. But every time, because you had to fill your minimum requirements of troops, and that was only clones, I was always like, I don't know if it's Unless you take three naked phase one clone units, it just doesn't feel like well, even then, you, like, like you a Wookiee
0: force.
2: Yeah. So I had, um I'd been typing in the chat, oh, I'd love to see a Wookiee battle force. And then obviously, like 20 minutes later, they announced it. So I was like, yay. Yeah. And um, then literally last Saturday, so um, what, four days ago now? Five days ago? Five? Thursday? Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, so six days ago even, um, I went to a store because I was running an X-Wing tournament, um, an X-Wing game day last week, and um, I just bought all of the Wookiees in the store. <laughs> uh, we had four boxes of Wookiee Warriors in stock. I bought all four of them. I bought three of the four uh, Fluttercraft. I bought myself a Chewbacca. Um, I already had a Yoda, uh, so I I came home and I've been building Wookiees all week. So I have um a couple of Wookie lists ready to go. All of our models are built ready for paint. So uh if Ed hadn't have been feeling well today, I would have been painting Wookiees instead. <laughs> <But, laughs> Good.
1: Good. Would yeah. you have been doing it on stream?
2: I've been tempted, but um I've been trying to just get caught up rather than worry about the stream at the moment, because I've had a, right. a bunch on. So I do want to get back to it. I I was thinking about doing um, a stream where uh, I was going to call it again. I I was going to do just an hour or something like that. and just It's every day I'm just going to pay it for an hour and just do it on stream and it doesn't matter. It's going to be a one hour stream randomly during the day. So it's going to be terrible for what stream should be and it's a horrible way to plan it and I wouldn't advise it to anyone who wants to build a stream or do anything like that. But I'm like, uh, you know, that's probably the best I can do. So
0: Yeah.
2: Um I don't know. Fits,
0: it, again, later fits into the theme for later this evening.
2: Yeah. No. Um and then yeah, I've played a couple of games of X Wing. Like I said I ran a games day, um, which only one person turned up to. So we oh. just played two games of X Wing and then I went home. Just fine. Because <laughs> it's but I mean, generally if I'm running an event it's even numbers and then I don't get to play, so I just sit there in between rounds kind of. I know know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so getting getting to play two games of X-Wing and go come home early was actually a nice change. That's cool. Um yeah, we're uh, we're back to playing Arkham again. We'll be playing we we're supposed to play last night. We're doing the Scarlet Keys, which is um the new one, I think. Maybe it might be the newest one, I'm not sure. Um but it's cool, you fly around the world doing different investigations. So we, we went to Hanover last time um, and then we've not decided where we're going to go next, but we had to cancel last night, so we're going to try and play on Monday instead. Um, but yeah, that, that's been happening. I've, as you can see on the table behind me, if you're currently on the call, there's a bunch of games out on the table because I'm going to clear out a bunch of games that haven't been played for a while. So I'm running out of space on my shelves. So, Rising Sun is gonna go. Warhammer Quest, the card game. Um, Desert Island.
0: You're just trying, you're you're literally yeah. looking in the screen. What do I got back
2: yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Descent, part one of the uh, a new edition of Descent. Um, yeah, just trying to thin stuff out, make some space on the shelf. You know. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, that's it. That's been my life.
0: Good. All right. For me, I'm gonna to try to make it as quick as possible. Um, I've been playing a ton of 40K, obviously. Um, So we've been building, slowly but surely, building a good gaming group. We have a bunch of the kids that we have kids. I keep calling them kids. They're new players to the game. I've been affectionately been calling them kids who are coming along nicely for the most part. Um, We've graduated them all to full 1500 point army. So we stopped doing the thousand points of them. We've bumped them up a little bit and we've taken the training wheels off a little bit. So they're getting into actual real games with actual real missions. We're introducing them. Like everyone's taking the gloves off kind of thing. Um, Some are reacting better than others. Some are learning more than others, but I think everyone's having a good time. Um, And we have keep rope. I swear every time I go to the store, I hear, there's a new player that's interested in joining the little group. So this group went from six to seven to eight to, I think we're at nine going on to 10 people. So slowly, but surely the group is getting larger and larger. We're roping in some of the other players who've kind of seen this on the peripheral and just like, Hey, I want to get in with what you guys are doing with regularly scheduled games on a regular schedule and not just showing up at random and going, Hey, is anybody want to play a game? No, we've been scheduling them out a week out. So we knew who we we're playing. So that is going quite well. I have been yeah. paint, I have been painting my ass off. I am not going to lie. I have have started and I'm almost finished with the end of my tunnel with an asterisk. Um, for those of you that are interested, you can go ahead and check out on uh, the Dice Eight Discord. Um I posted, I just finished my exorcist, and oh boy, was there a lot of work into that model? I think I put more work into that than anything else that I've ever put into in my life. Um, there's so many. Gribbly bits. There's so many little things that you have to do and I had to paint it in sub assemblies I had to paint the driver separate. I had to paint. There's a little shrine on the back I literally have the the tank separated in half so that I can paint one half this way and do the other this way It was so complicated to get done But I did get it done posted pictures up in the discord if you're interested in seeing it Excuse me um and then i've started on morven which if you've been following along the whole time throughout the show that was the end of my list my 1500 point list that i was taking to the store every week i was going to have it fully painted and morven was the was the finish line because she was the leader i wanted to take a little bit extra time so she is herself currently painted she's done i need to add some decals because she's got like three purity seals I want to put the little decals on the purity seals because I feel like for leaders you should always do a little bit extra make sure you get all the little details off you know make sure you get all the little bits and little little bits and bobs and make sure I've always heard that if you're, your leaders should be the ones that you paint the best because they're front and center in front of your army so All the purity seals, I'm not going to paint the little black lines on. I'm actually going to do the purity seal decal and put those on. And she's got some ribbons here and here and here that need some text to print, uh, put on decal. So that's that's work still needs to be done. Um, But then she's kind of on a kind of blase kind of base. I mean, it's okay. It's basically she's standing on some stone with a cracked door and some skulls and some bullet shells, which is fine but it doesn't stand out in my opinion so i decided to add one extra bit um gabriel had just purchased because he's really getting into demons right now this went and this is all adepticon's fault so chris sideways i kind of blame this on you Um, i
2: mean i'll take it
0: (laughs) It's all Adepticon's fault because he came from Adepticon. He got himself a great unclean one that was semi-painted there. He painted it while we were at Adepticon, finished it here, and he has just gone down this demon's track. So ultimately, in the end, if you're going to be playing demons, ultimately, in the end, you're going to buy Bellacore, which he did. And Bellacor is a gorgeous, gorgeous model. Um, but it comes with a guy on the base and because demons cross games, they can either be played in Age of Sigmar or they can be played in 40k. The guy that you put in his base can be one of two things. It's either A, it's an ultramarine at the feet of Bellacor, vanquished before his foe, or it's some generic chaos guy. Well, Gabe, obviously, because he's playing it for 40k, put the ultramarine on, but there's still the bit. There's still the bit for the the vanquished, you know, dismembered chaos guy. And I'm like, Well, sisters clear chaos worlds all the time. Who says that guy has to have a bolter? He can be holding a sword at the time. So I'm going to take that bit and paint it up like a chaos space brain and glue it at the bottom. Because her stance, she's got like um, the spear that she got from the custodians. um, is kind of out in a swinging motion, like she's swinging at something. Well, I want to make it look like she swung at that guy and dismembered him and like his arms are coming up in flames. So I still need to paint him separately so that I can finish the base and then she will be done. And then technically, the goal that I set out for myself of painting that 1500 point army will be complete. However, Games Workshop changed the points on us about two weeks ago and Sisters of Battle all got points lowered basically across the board which gave me an additional 155 points into my 1500 point list which basically moved the goal post for me because now i have two additional squads that i could add into that so i've got two squads of seraphim that were going to be in my 2000 point army that are now in my 1500 points so now the goal post got moved the finish line got extended so now there are ten. all,
2: all i'm hearing is that i've got longer to paint Celestine.
0: I was just going to say, because it just died into, it bumped into my 2000 point list, which is fine, because I was going to paint them anyway, and Celestine getting painted would be really nice, because I've got, for 2000, I've got a squad of Zephrim, and then I still need to buy models to finish out my 2000, I need to get another Exorcist and another um, Castigator, because I absolutely love those tanks. But my hope is by the time you are listening to this podcast, I will have posted pictures of um, Morvenval being done, and I will have started on those 10 Zephrim that, got, that are going to get painted. So that's the short one. <laughs> I, what I, was tell, I, was ta- I was talking to my daughter the other day, and I'm like, I haven't touched a video game, not really, in, in weeks, because I've been so focused on getting my sisters painted. Like, I've got a couple of hours into um, Boulder's Gate 3, and I really want to put more time into it. But I just ha- every free moment. Like, even when I was sick on Tuesday and yesterday, all right, I can, I'm feeling good enough I can get, like, an hour in. Well, in that hour, I'm going to get this this particular color painted on Morvan Vaal, or I'm going to paint the base on Morvan Vaal. So, like, every hour that I can find is a free hour. I'm trying to get painting done. So I'm definitely on a roll and I don't want to lose this because I know me, I know what's going to happen. If I get off the painting train, I'll be off for months. So if you're interested, check that out on the Discord. That's where I've got those. Okay, so let's move on to the main topic. And the main topic, of course, being finding time for gaming. I don't know what the major demographic is for this particular show, but I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's a lot of it is kind of us guys that have gotten jobs maybe married maybe have kids and trying to find that time to still be a gamer and how does your schedule work for you how do you make time to still do all the important things that you're supposed to do like your pay bills make sure the kids are getting to school and all of that fun stuff and they you know they like to eat every once in a while get all that stuff taken care of but Obviously, at some point in time, you're finding time for your gaming. So how do you go about doing that? So, Sean, I was going to kick I, I, right I want to you. I wanna,
1: I wanna add one thing to what you're saying. The three of us actually fit three pretty good demographics. Single guy, grown kids, uh, married guy with older kids. Correct. Married guy with young kids.
0: Yep, That and that's why I thought this would be a good topic. And we all three do it differently.
1: Boy, finding time... It, it's interesting if we talk about with me what 11 12 years ago um my work schedule was pretty conducive for gaming um different job different position different work schedule for me a lot of it is just my work my work kind of drives right now my gaming life so um because you know, when you work from seven o'clock to 445, you know, nine hour and 45 minute day, you know, a 20 minute drive to work, 20 minute drive home. And I know people have longer commutes, you know, to and from you're looking at a 10 hour work day. So and as I've gotten older, I I'm just not as energetic after work. So then I have Wednesday. I as, heard that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, then I have Wednesday as a dedicated night. That doesn't always happen for me. You know, there are nights when I'm too tired or with uh, my back and legs the way that they are, um, you know, I sometimes have to bow out of that, which cancels it a lot of the time. So I think for someone like me, I could easily schedule anything I want to, truthfully, you know, so if an event was coming up on a, thir- like, if I wanted to go play Friday night f and I could. If I wanted to play Tuesday night X-Wing, I could. If I want to play, I think they play, if I'm not mistaken, I think that they play Legion on Thursdays, so I could go play Legion on Thursdays. You know, that's, it also depends on how much driving I want to do because Legion's away way out in West Omaha, which Omaha's not a big city, you know. It's not like Chris has been here, so he's seen. It's not a giant city, but it is Still 20 minutes, you know, from my house to probably 25 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour, depending upon time of day, to get out to the game store that's doing Legion. You know, and there's a couple of them doing it. If I wanted to play Armada, there's another game store that does Armada, and so on and so forth. So for me as a single guy, it's really depending upon how lazy I am and how not so lazy I am or how I'm feeling energy wise when it comes to getting out and doing things work um, will interfere with that because I do take my job seriously and with who I work for and stuff, you kind of don't have a choice in that. So, um, you know, work for me being single grown kids uh, work is kind of the number one priority in my life. When you, when I look at prioritization of things. Um, gaming is probably further down the list at this time, but at times, you know, like, like I said, I could schedule anything I want to, being in my situation. So, really, everything on this topic is just on me. I don't really have much in the way of interference other than me.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, but that's still part of it, though.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it is. And a lot of it is, uh, so, every, every time I sit down at my computer, I see, you know, over 100,000 sun models, some (laughs) space marine models that are put together. These are ones that are put together. Some have been based um, or primered. Um, Others, you know, are still gray plastic. And we have crap all over the place right now, just um, which we'll get together at some point, you know. So a lot of that, too, for me is like I'm not going to go to a game store and play 40K. I'm just not. I'm not going to take the time to go do that because the people that are playing 40K at the game stores are the ones that want to play competitively and want to hone their skills for the next big tournament. They're not going to be there like you are, Ed, trying to teach people, build a community, because they already have a built community in Omaha, so you're kind of that outsider trying to get into that community. And I don't feel like being raffle stomped, you know. Sure every week. That's just not a big turn on. So for me it's just when my son has time when I have time and you know it's just you know he's an adult, I'm an adult. So it's hard to put schedules together sometimes, but we're getting closer to that actually, which is kind of cool. We just have to get to that point where you know we sit down cuz we he built most of my space marines that came in the uh Imperium set stuff. So I have a lot of space Marines to play with and you know, so for me, it's just, you know, taking the time and having the energy to do it. That's, that's my input on this. It's a simple input, um,
0: but still quite valid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I may ask questions of you guys. As sure. You know, of
0: course but yeah, it's open discussion. If, that's what it's there for.
1: If I think of anything, but you know, it's, I'm not going to slog to a game store to on a game night right now. It's, I'm just not interested. There's no game that I have that big of an interest. Uh, maybe if they did an onslaught thing at a game store around, I
0: might do that. Um, but yeah, because that's a small ring. That's a, that's one box.
1: Well, no, because you have the you have the two expansions too.
0: Oh, oh,
2: they've gone further uh, than I thought. A bunch of expansions now, Sean. You're behind.
1: Well, I was just looking at the website, and I just saw the Red Wizards, the the two. There's many arrows box.
2: and red wizards for the the starter boxes, but yep, then you have cell um, swords. You have um, Z- Zentrim and Harper's uh, expansion pack ones, and you have uh, many arrows expansion pack one and red wizards expansion pack one. You also hmm. have um, the uh, the benefactor organized play. Uh, well. Campaign setting box thing uh, okay. which it just comes with like scenarios, but you've got to get uh, it. Gives you a list of models you can buy for like the, the pre paints and things like that, but it doesn't come with any models in the pack, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. The, I, oh, so, yeah. W- what I've seen is and, and bear with me because I'm on this site. Um, is I've so the core set is the main thing, and then you have the factions, but. On the factions, they just show the Harpers that come with the core, the Zentarum that come with the core. Uh, Let's see. Then they have the list. So they have, like, the competitive lists Hmm. on it. So basically, yeah. So it says Core Set, MSRP, for the Harpers and the Zentarum. Many arrows, it shows them as a single expansion pack with the six minis and, you know, all the stuff that comes with them. Hmm. and then the and this is on their website and then the proxy list that you can play competitively with the frameworks Onslaught, and all the other ones and maybe maybe it's because of the way their shop is set up or something but probably but yeah so but
2: yeah but there's a bunch of stuff there i mean i see
1: okay i do see I, red I enjoy it. i see let's see so i see yeah see they're only showing, I think, a uh, s the first expansions on the res- Excuse me, the Red Wizard and the Many Arrows mm. on on their site. So maybe their site isn't catching up to the retail side.
0: <laughs> maybe. Interesting. That's kind of their whole basis.
1: <laughs> you would think.
0: Uh you
1: know, it's kids doing
2: a D and D um miniatures game. It, it, yeah. it never end well.
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: All right, so I'll jump in on mine because obviously mine's a little bit different than than Sean's. Um, Over the years of having four kids and a job and a wife and having responsibilities at home, the method that has worked best for me is having that one established game night. That for us, it's been Tuesday nights for as long as I can remember. I look forward to Tuesday nights. Um, I admittedly have prioritized playing games over hobby time. So usually, although admittedly I'm on a pretty good tear right now, um my hobby time and my gaming time has always been centered around getting to Tuesday night. Tuesday nights has been the game night. Um it's actually quite cathartic, it's quite therapeutic. So if you had, you know, men's mental health on your bingo card for the evening, feel free to check that one off because sometimes you just need, you need that. Sometimes you just need that day where you for a couple of hours disengage from all of the things that are going on, the work, everything going on at home, the stuff that needs to get done. You can disengage for a couple of hours, leave the house, go out and be social, hang out with your friends, joke, laugh, have a good time, and roll some dice with your buddies. That has been the... Prim- it, it, it And it's worked for me. It, it absolutely has worked. Because it's one of those things because it's become habit. It's become tradition. It's become known throughout the course of the week. Oh, well, Tuesday nights is game night. Gabe and Ed are going to be gone We're the, you know, everyone else in the house that finds something else to do that evening kind of thing, but, but it's kind enough that it leaves weekends open it leaves things going on so like if we've got, you know, something to do with the kids, or we've got my wife and I've got a date night scheduled, or we've got this, or we've got that, it doesn't interfere with any of that. It's all it's it's that one day of the week that it's Tuesday. Not what else happens on a Tuesday? Sometimes you vote. But beyond that, or well, in the US, um work? <laughs> I'm at work. Basically
2: on a Tuesday <laughs> and I can't come. <laughs>
0: um but that's what works for me and then as far as my hobby time hobby time has always been try to squeeze it in when i can it's sometimes sometimes i get blessed with a weekend where i've got a good three to four hour block where i have nothing scheduled down but i can't tell you the number of hours that i've sat down on weekends or an evening on a folding table star trek the next generation playing in the background because it's something that i can listen to and i don't have to look at the screen putting many 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 hours and many many brushstrokes during that time frame so my hobby time is kind of whenever I can squeeze it in um, if we had have cancelled tonight I'd have probably finished more of involved tonight um, I'll do it maybe tomorrow night maybe not maybe I'll do it Saturday we'll see how I'm feeling how things are going um, but that's whenever I squeeze in my hobby time but I try to prioritize family time uh, work and obviously is going to take up a gigantic time soak whether I like it or not that's just how life is Um, But I do try to prioritize my time here. And when I'm here, I want to make sure that I'm doing all the things I need to be doing. Um, There's always places to go, things to see, grocery shopping, house cleaning, this, that, everything else. That stuff takes all the priority. And then having that little bit of time, a couple of hours a week set aside, has been a a winning formula for me. Chris, I'm curious to see you. Oh, wait, Sean's got questions.
1: I was going to say, doing all those things with the family. Build your equity for Tuesday night and the little bit of hobby time you get.
0: Bingo. Exactly. And on occasion, don't get me wrong, like there have been times that either I've been sick or, you know, we're doing a release on a Tuesday night and I can't make it. There are nights that I skip out, but it makes it a lot easier if, oh, my wife and I want to go see a show, but it's on a Tuesday night. Is that okay if we do it on a Tuesday night? Sure. No problem. I'll skip this week and I'll move on to next week because I know it's it's coming around next week, the following week. Chris, yours is the schedule that intrigues me the most. I'm not going to lie.
2: Um, well, it's, um... Hmm. <laughs> so at the moment, I don't really make time for any of it anymore. I just don't have uh, have the capacity. Like A lot of the stuff I get to talk about is actually me doing my job. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then... Like the, so, I ran the X Wing Games Day, uh, which tra- traditionally I would have been on the clock and been paid to do. But the the joys that comes from being um, ethical and you know always making the conflict of interest work, work in the, uh, the stars' favor is that I've been going around trying to find community leaders for other games so that we don't have to pay me to do it. Which, because I'm the events coordinator job role, and I'm also the person who would do 99.9% of the actual events, if I want to save for store money, it's coming out of my pocket. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, given that I'm also a community leader in the X-Wing community kind of thing, I end up, ha- you know, I ask myself, oh, Chris, can you run these events for me? Yes, Chris, of course I can. <laughs> um so like whilst I've it's, it's a really weird position to be in because at the moment I've not played Legion for a couple of I've maybe got one game in, in the last month. Um oh no, I, I played a bye, uh I played the first round of the Star Championships and I had a game the week preceding the Star Championships to let someone else practice. But like that's been the rarity. I've not been able to play much Legion. I've not played that much X Wing. Um although I have got more game to X Wing in than anything else. I can't remember when the last game of 40k I had was it was probably when we were talking about Jono being over and I was playing Boarding Patrol with my elder again. Um, I I that was probably the it. last yeah it's like the last 40k I managed to play. Um but yeah um like I'm the the uh, the primary caregiver, the, the housekeeper, uh, the, the homemaker. Um, so I do all of that. And then I've also got a business. So that takes time in the evening. A lot of the business stuff is related to, like, it's hobby adjacent. So, but it
0: doesn't involve, of, it, yeah, it doesn't actually involve you playing games. It's more along, yeah, I, 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 get, where, I get where you're going. You
2: know what I mean? Like, and yes, yeah, so I, I definitely feel like I just don't get, hobby time at the moment but then if I actually analyze how much time I spend not with Jill and the family or doing productive household things
1: it would be quite high so yeah um, do you think for both of you do you think that there's like in the winter time compared to the summer time there's more time given for the hobby time not the gaming time but the hobby time because you're not able to go out and do a lot of the things that you would as a family, like go to the park or zoo or whatever you do as a family. Do you think that that helps give you potentially more hobby time?
0: Absolutely. Gabe and I actually literally just got done having this conversation the other day where he got a whole bunch of new demon models and we spent, I don't know, about an hour um, this past Saturday uh, priming models, not because he intended to paint them right now, but because he knows coming up, it's going to get cold. And when it gets cold, you really can't rattle can, uh, prime models. So he's going to be stuck with the stuff that he has primed. And that's all he can paint. I'm going to be doing the same thing. I have a couple of models that I need to build for my 2000 points that I need to get in the next couple of weeks, because we're going to start seeing snow flying here shortly. I mean, it's getting, I mean, not to date the show, but we're getting towards the end of September. October is right around the corner, which means snow is going to start flying here in uh, western Pennsylvania, not too shortly from there. And the warm days that we're going to have in order to be able to do that are getting shorter and shorter. So, yeah, no, 100 percent. Like once and once those winter months start going off, if I don't have a model primed, I'm stuck with the stuff that I have primed as far as hobbyist painting. Sure, I can build a whole bunch of stuff. But again, I've kind of prided myself on the fact that now I'm bringing to the store a mostly, if not completely painted uh, army. So now I want to kind of keep that going because I, I want to be that guy that shows up to the table and his entire army is painted. It's painted well. It's not, a, I'm, I'm a, I affectionately call myself an above average painter so it's painted to a good state, a good standard, not a great, not an outstanding, a good standard. So I want to try to continue to maintain that. So yeah, a hundred percent. Not to mention that, so the convex for that goes the opposite way too, in the fact that I absolutely have a whole lot less time over the summer, because you're right, we're going out, it's a great weekend, there's no rain, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here. And it just, all that time burns away. Doing good valuable things with, with the family, but as far as the hobby side of it's concerned, that it burns all that time, it's all gone. And the next thing you know, it's Monday, and you're like, Oh, I didn't get anything painted, I didn't get anything built, I didn't get anything done hobby wise,
1: right? But,
2: wait, my response is easier, Sean. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: probably snowing there now, isn't it?
2: No, I, um, I don't really have summer hobbies that I. I haven't had the kayak out for a little while because, like, we've just not been able to do to to make the time to do that trip. And I can not leave the kids on their own now, um, right. so I've not had my kayak out. And outside of that, I like, I don't have summer hobbies. So the only difference the winter makes is all of, I get more opponents. So it's easier for me to arrange again. Oh
1: yeah, yep.
2: Because normal people have less to do in the winter.
1: <laughs>
2: but right, like, if if it's thirty-five degrees outside, I'm going to be in the basement anyway because it's cooler down here. So
1: right. So so do you think for you, Chris? And this is future. Looking at the future without knowing, you know, having all the answers to this. But when the both kids are in school. Will that alleviate some of that stress, or would that just force you to pick up more hours at the store, or, or work um, more on the business? I think
2: probably more of the diceate stuff would come to a fore. But like you're talking about projects that I've got that I want to do. Like I want. I sat down and I didn't like write a script or anything, but I kind of have an outline for how I want to finish doing a and D campaign because the videos for that stopped because uh, I was having trouble rendering a couple of videos. Like, well, I can probably do a better job of, like, going through, finding clips from them and then doing, like, highlight bits. But that's a lot of... I I record one podcast a week. Uh, I would like to do a couple of videos a week again. Um, I've been trying to write and do written articles for the store um you know what I mean there's a lot of stuff that I would love to be able to do but equally like a bunch of my time's taken up like today I was up at seven um Evie is at school at 7 55 and I've got Ayla if she's like in a chill mood kind mm-hmm. of thing I can like have a shower get myself ready while she's in the crib and just playing with toys or whatever, then like, it's housework or like doing the dishes, you know what I mean. Just little things yeah. until nap time. We're in the transition to probably going down to one nap a day at the moment. But like today, I got a bunch of products like off the three D printer beds, all packaged up. Did all the packaging, did the labels, registered the um, the UPC codes, so that I can like officially sell them, and they have like. Sca- Real scannable barcodes and everything.
1: Oh, okay. These um, are the products you're making, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, different bases. I was I designed um, a, a hexagonal base that is like thirty three uh, or thirty millimeters across. Um, which would I mean, if you play BattleTech and three D printed some Macs, it would be like a, a really appropriate way of basing those. It'd be almost I, perfect. I mean, yeah. the font that I used on my bargain bases line might actually be a battletech font as well. But you know, I would never call them battletech bases because that would infringe on people's IP. Great. Right. But they would definitely be compatible and suitable yeah. for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like doing a line of those and kind of doing the research of what's available on the market.
1: Yeah.
2: How much what's the price point for those? Can I come in at a competitive level? Well I right. um I did bases for DBA. Um, which is a French uh, something uh, it's, it's a historical game, fifty millimeter um, and they have a, a really interesting basing system where everything's forty millimeters wide, and then the depth okay. changes depending on what kind of unit it is. So okay. I did a line of bases for that game, and it's like, well, I can do if I keep them at three ninety nine it's like the cheapest pack of bases you're gonna get for that game. And then I just varied it by the quantity. So if you're doing the 15 mil deep ones, you get 10 in the pack, 20 mil deep ones, you get eight, you know, and that kind of going down in quantity. So uh, it's the same volume of, um, of materials going into it. But yeah, like, so all of this stuff is like very in the hobby I'm researching, like how DBA works, how a basin works what kind of ratios you need so that i'm not putting a product type that isn't going to be suitable or you know what i mean i don't want to make something i keep saying to the store i have um as a my my read my wholesaler policy so if a store wants to buy my stuff um they've got anything that is made by dice hate um i'll let them do a return on at any point because I say part of my pitch is that if it's not selling off your shelf, I don't want it. I don't want it to be a product that I carry because right. I don't want garbage products. I don't want my money to be made off the first order the store does. I right. want it to be making, you know, if we are not making 26 orders a year, I, the volume's not correct or the, you know, the product isn't popular enough. Or, so I, I set myself a pretty high bar for that. But as right. an example, I purchased a hundred UPC codes. I believe I have six left after today. Ooh. So that means that at some point I've made 96 different products.
1: So, so with your three. with your UPC codes, do they have the first whatever it is, five digits, six digits, seven, whatever? Is that specific to you now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I could tell you what it is, but I, I'd have to look it up.
1: Yeah, don't um, worry about that. I'm just wondering.
2: Yeah, but yeah, um, and basically that's what I. If I get the once all the processes are down, and I know kind of what's selling, and what's popular from the store, that this year is kind of the the feet finding year. But then I can kind of, I've got a bunch of products on the website already. Obviously, um, then I can kind of use the. Those UPCs allow me to sell on platforms like Amazon because, mm-hmm. um, like you ha- legally, I have to have what a UPC to sell a product on Amazon. Or well, I could put a bunch of these things onto Amazon as well, as long as the margins are correct. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's so like, cool. yeah. It, I mean, it is, but it's a lot of work. And no, like, of work, I but that. I don't yeah. have have time to do. And then I also want to keep. I don't want to turn it into like. I would still like I say to re- retain some of the media side of a business. I don't want to pivot it into being just a manufacturer, distributor, retail kind of outlet. It, right. it kind of has to stay as uh, fun as well. Cause, sure. like It's not going to earn me as much money as if I had a real job. Shall we
1: put
2: it <laughs> that way?
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: All right. I mean, I think it's an appropriate thing I can talk about. But um, in, if you include the things that I am literally just a middleman for, so like the Feldherr cases and Gamers Grass that the store buys from me and I make basically no money because I set it up to be more of a, a volume thing to keep my turnover rate high so that I can do my restock orders without it. With, you know, it, it allows me to hit my minimums levels for my orders to get like free shipping and stuff like that um but i think dice hate now sells more products through the well, century box sells more things but it buys from dice Hate than it does from like made by modifius i believe Ooh. uh, i, I could ha- i'd have to check but i feel like um the Dice 8 isn't doing too badly. I mean, I've got all this stuff at my fingertips. But yeah, I mean, it's going pretty well, but it doesn't make me enough to not need to still work, and that eats up time. And I've been having serious considerations to if I leave my job at the box and like, roll the dice, risky it dog, give me more time to do Dice eight so that I can actually stream. Regularly, and I can actually make the content while still maintaining the production levels that I currently have. Will that? Well, you know, will 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 turn around quick enough? And right, there's, oh, there's still a little bit too much at stake with the kids being the age they at the moment, you know, I don't I don't have the uh, the fortitude to uh, to do that just yet without folding. Yep.
0: Testicular fortitude is how I've always heard that one. <laughs> Yeah. Um well. that's a big decision too, it really is. Oh well, let's
2: just play the game, shall we? Cause it's going to sound impressive and that's all that really matters. It does you know <clears throat> so nice hate production. So that's not right. Yeah. So from the start of the year, um this is just stuff that I manufacture. So not including anything that is bought from someone else, and then I just sell it again. So it doesn't have any felt, uh, it doesn't have any gamers grass on it. Um, and we are what month are we in September? So the store makes about a thousand dollars a month from my products. There you go. Wow, I do not make a thousand dollars a month from my products because this I sell them to the store, and the store make. The store makes a, a, a larger percent... No, the store makes a smaller percentage of a larger number. I make a larger percentage of a smaller number, if that makes any sense. It does. So I think at the minute, I probably make maybe $400 a month, which that's like after covering the costs of the products themselves. Right. So, right. so that that kind of pays for, you know podcasting all of that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you know what i mean it it goes into that so yeah it it's not going badly enough for me to stop shall we say (laughs) um the the upside is if i can turn that into sales that come directly from me then that that is a getting to like a decent profit level that i can maintain but yeah which i actually
1: have questions so i was going through the store. And I was looking at the the um, what do you call it? What's the what do they call like all the grass and stuff? Yeah, the with, with tufts and uh gamer's grass yeah. stuff. So, can you base Space Marines on that type of stuff or with that type of stuff?
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did my basically all of my basing uses gamer's grass, which is why I stock gamer's grass. Okay. Uh, once oh. I start streaming again, there'll be like. um disate will sponsor the streams and there'll be like discount code drops and things in the stream is the plan but um, all
0: all of my sisters have it and if chris's store had been up whenever i bought the gamer grass that i bought the tufts that i bought i would have bought some of the stuff from him because he's got some really cool ones that i've never seen before
1: well i'm I'm looking at like the alien stuff the alien fern yes exactly that's
0: exactly the one i'm talking about yeah uh,
1: so
2: my plan for my plan for Gamers Grass at the moment is once the store is up and running. So I have uh, had, I think, six or seven sales this month through the, the web store. Wow. Um, so it's like, going pretty well. Um, I do plan on bringing in and actually carrying the full line of finished bases that they do as well. Because they do uh, bases that you can order, which are, like, 28 mil bases, 32 mil bases for your space mean, Sean, and they're just pre-done.
1: Yeah, I have the games workshop ones. Um, I think I have the smaller ones.
2: No, no, these ones come fully painted, Sean. So like you paint your mo- you stick them to your GW base um while you paint your model, and then you take your model off your GW base and just stick it onto this pre-finished base. And it's oh, okay. zero effort. Hmm. And from memory, the price point works out to be the same as if you buy all of the materials to go on the base, but it doesn't include any man-hours to do it. So
1: Gotcha. So it's perfect for me, the lazy man's way of basing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things
2: that's relatively difficult to keep them in stock because they're quite popular, right? which means it's a huge financial investment to order the full line in. So I've just got to tick over, you know, every month add a couple more uh, items and build up my stockpile. and then once i've got everything publish it onto the store and it will be fine
1: yeah
0: yeah i mean gonna, that's...
1: i'm gonna do an order for the basing stuff
0: yeah they're they're really cool and they're super easy um most of i i think they come with an adhesive back that you can put down onto there i always go a little bit extra on those
1: so uh, make
2: your- sure you check the Patreon, Sean, cause you should have the discount code for the month on the Patreon to get 10% off. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I won't be doing it yet. I got to wait till yeah. I'm at that point, but I will be yeah. doing Because I see now you have like basing statues and stuff like that, which is really cool.
0: Well, because sometimes sometimes what people do like, oh, I want to put rocks in my base. I'm going to go out in my driveway. I'm going to get some rocks. I'm going to put those on. And sometimes those work and sometimes they don't.
1: I was going to say they don't. Yeah.
0: Um, Sometimes they look like gravel, you know, driveway rocks. Whereas some of the stuff that he does from like these uh, like the urban warfare or the uh, basing templates. Those are fantastic. Those are gorgeous the I'm actually thinking I might have to pick up some of these columns because I'm looking for something. The flight stands on Zephrim and Seraphim are stupid. Like long story short, they're basically a clear hook that you're supposed to balance the miniature on. And I don't know how, first of all, I don't know if they expect you to glue to glue those to them, but there's no way they're gonna survive. It would be like putting an X-Wing ship on the peg in your case and expecting that peg not to snap. Yeah. Like so that's way go, I, it's going to happen.
2: So it, I do paper clips now for all of my like fly people. And oh. just do um Oh,
0: I should totally a, a do that. Straight and paper clip and then
2: paint do it black. But then I think I I try and do it so that there's a, a viewing angle where you can't see it as well. Sure.
1: Ed, Ed are you so talking like, about like the clear things that come with the forty
0: k models? Those. Yes, suck. they do. Su- they have sucked for as long as they've ever manufactured them. And it's. Yeah. I get the point that they're trying to go with. They're trying to simulate flight. Yeah. But what ends up happening that is cool, Chris. That it, it is. I've done that before. I have a server skull I did for my um space wolves i use the paperclip method and i should i should absolutely when i'm getting ready to do these models snap all those flight stands off that base and drill paper clips for them it's that's a, what ooh. i
2: did for those mandos i glued them onto the flight stands that come with them which were the same as the do you a know, big chunky transparent acrylic flight stands but i just sprayed them all black but I, you know what i mean i did all of the painting with it attached to that so i had something like chunky to hold on to okay
0: well that's what and I was that, worried about on painting the damn thing. Like how am I gonna paint it?
2: Like yeah, I can like
0: the old cork and kinda do that. And I was gonna do paper clips on cork, but I'm like, yeah, you're right, why don't I just go that extra step?
2: But the the good things with the uh the columns and statues and stuff like that is then you can do interesting angles for the paper clip to come out of. Yeah. So I, I did it on um Marvel Crisis Protocol, my Captain Marvel. She's her pose is that she's kind of charging up and floating kind of thing. So i put her on one of the bases that has a, a curve on the sidewalk. Right. And then the, I've got, like, a 45-degree angle coming out of a corner of the curb that goes up to the heel of her foot. So that there's only, like, two angles you can look at it from and actually see this paperclip. But every other angle, she's just floating in the middle of the base. Right. And well, you that- can, as soon as you put any volume onto the base, which statues and the columns do, it opens up a bunch of potential for those flying models.
1: Yeah, that's what I was looking at is, because I got a few of those, I got like six or seven or eight of them that fly, and I was looking at trying to base them, and I'm like, well, if I do it, I'm going to have to wrap the stand in like tape to yeah. be able to do the spraying, and then pull try to get the tape off without breaking it off. And uh-huh.
2: yep, Yeah, that's pretty normal.
1: Yeah, because the good thing, like when I look at that, like the hobbying, since we're talking, because right now we're hobbying, right? We're talking about all this. 100%. Stuff, you know? So for me, with, with hobbying, like in the wintertime, that's when I'm going to break out my airbrush kit and do airbrush primers. So like the black primer or gray primer on my models, so that, you know, I can do them in the wintertime. All it is is, excuse me, opening up a window and putting the. Putting the hose, you know, at the window so that the machine pulls all that, you know, bad air out. And, and that's kind of what I'm going to do in the wintertime for basing models is is that. I'm going to get some Badger primer and just go with that. Yeah. There is some cool shit here, Chris. Yeah, there is. Oh my yeah, gosh. it's cool.
2: I all it right, needs to happen is I need to finish clearing off the table so that I can take more pictures of all of my own products, and then I can act because they're all on the website and just uh, hidden from view at the minute until I get the pictures taken. So I've got like my white box set up to do like that style of photo in the white box, but then I also want to have like pictures of them being used or pictures of them laid out, so it can be like three pictures per per item kind of thing and yeah that's the only only issue at the moment is um that takes time as well which you know if i'm painting a model or playing a game i'm not doing that so
1: right so on the feldar stuff that you have would you ever do the cardboard box versions
2: um so the reason i won't stock them um just generally at the moment is just space. I don't have the storage space to actually account for it. I I need to, I'm looking at whether I'm going to need to 3D, if, if me 3D printing my own uh, pegboard is going to be viable compared to just going and buying some peg, uh, some grid wall. Because I have yeah. um, some tower uh, grid wall towers in the garage, but I've got all of the uh, Gamers Grass hung up on like all so by part number pick. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, for quick yeah. picks and stuff.
2: Yeah. um, So I don't have the space for cardboard boxes. I've got all the Felder on one wall, and gotcha. I, there's a bunch of... The, I, I've just added a new one, which isn't on the store yet, uh, which is a 60 um, larger inserts for a, uh, for a Felder medium. Right, But like, that isn't a product they make. I had to find the form that I wanted to put in it, find the case that I thought would be suitable, find the right topper to fit with it, order all of the things individually, and then package it myself. And then, because it isn't a product they make, I had to use one of my UPCs for for the product line. You know what I mean, so. Yeah, um, because
1: what I'm looking for as an example are like the... <clears throat> the Feldhar storage box, it's the FSLB-150, like, you know, the different, like, bigger ones for, like, Space more I like those pre-built boxes where yeah. it's just a cardboard box, and then it has the, the, foam foam foam. In, the foam in it, but it's already pre-cut. I don't have to pluck. I don't have to do anything, you know, because I, I, I like that better than the bags, just because, you know, the bag's actually harder to store than the cardboard is because i can stack all the cardboard where the bags you know if you have stuff in like the pockets and stuff it you can't stack those and mm. stuff like that so that's where like if you can special order something for me i would order oh
2: i can yeah i can basically order you an infinite amount of stuff but if you just uh and numbers yeah Uh, The only issue is um, the turnaround time is so long for it, which is why I'm trying to keep a relatively limited but flexible, sorry, a low number of highly flexible options is what I'm trying to keep in stock because the turnaround time for orders is so high that it's just difficult.
1: Yeah, but I would do it where i just, instead of ordering them off Amazon, just order them through you and then, yeah, and I don't care how long it would take.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, to be honest, sure, Sean, it would
2: probably be cheaper doing it that way for you anyway, because you don't get stung by customs and stuff. Because so from memory, they don't. Felder is relatively hard to get over the side of the
1: Atlantic. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, you'll find like, the stuff you'll be able to find generally pretty easily. You'll be with KR stuff, which is fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But and I, and I, have, I'm looking at,
0: I have some of those myself.
1: And I'm looking at the FS stuff. It's the box F, like FSLB150.
0: Yeah. And
1: I don't yeah. know if that's the KR stuff or whatever.
2: If you send me the numbers, I'll have a look for you and I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, I'm just right. give me I'll a tell quote.
2: You, I'll tell you exactly how much it would cost, including shipping and all of that stuff. And yep. then if it's better to get it from Amazon, get
1: yeah. it from Amazon. Yeah, we'll you do know. That. Yep. Just trying to throw the bone.
2: No, I I'm more than appreciate <laughs> Um, So, yeah, I mean, bringing this back onto topic, that's why I'm struggling to make time for, like, <laughs> hobby and everything at it, a minute, because it, it doesn't feel like I'm missing out, if that makes any sense. Um, but was, um, I was a little bit disappointed I only got to play one game of Legion on that weekend. I would have liked to have been able to play in a Legion Star Championships, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Um, I've got more kits that I can run. I've got I've got some plans, so we'll see if I can actually get to play in a, a Legion tournament. But equally, I'm kind of getting that itch to to not try and go out and play competitive competitively and try and win um, a bunch of events or anything like that, but just to go to someone else's event and you know kick back, have fun. Right, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: I think it's a good place to kind of wrap up the topic for the evening then, so whose show is it next, or are mine. we at the movie it show? Is mine nope, it's mine. It's yours,
1: yep. mine then Chris, then the movie show, yeah, got we've got got time yet
0: i yeah. I just want to make sure do I need to add a, a a movie uh to my to my watch list here yet soon, but no, I've got a couple of weeks yet. I'm good.
1: Yeah, you got uh, you got uh, two more shows and then then we'll have the movie.
0: Good, good. All right, Chris, I can't remember, so I'm gonna just pass. I
1: mean, it's all a website now, and everything
2: links off a website.
0: Everything off the website, then? Well, then, perfect. That one I know because it's what it's. Oh, Thanks, I was it.
1: just on it. Ise.com. Thank, thank you. It's my second tab on my bookmark bar.
0: It sure is. Yeah. There's a it's link. Got... All the socials are on the top. The YouTube channel, the Instagram, the Twitch feed, the Facebook, the Twitter, or X. you got to update your icon there, buddy. It's not Twitter. <laughs> and if you, of course, want to join in the Discord, it's right there. The click for the link there. The invite is right there, all on dicehate.com. Look at that. I got it all. Yeah. Except for the email.
2: Uh, you can contact us through the uh, website. as a contact us page.
0: Yep. Perfect
2: literally at uh, com, answers to all your problems the only thing i don't think i have on the um i don't know if the patreon's on there
0: anymore i don't see a patreon icon that's why i didn't say it so that's probably another yeah, it does help send a few uh send a few bucks if you're enjoying it over to to, to chris to kind of help keep the lights on a hundred percent but you're right that's not on and there, you
2: do you? get discounts for a web store exactly and i'm working on um some I was literally peeling some of them at the moment, but some some random tokens I was gonna send out this time. Some um oh, Republic nice. So what well, are they illicit tokens? Are they galactic credit tokens? Are they just number fours or number sevens? I don't know. You get to pick. But um I actually hand painted them all and um yeah. It's
1: all all fun I time. know is all I know is I'm excited to use my new damage dials. So
2: Yeah. <laughs> And that's there's going to be uh, the the plan is that there's going to be like custom order place for, like contacting to do custom work mm-hmm. as well. Um, this is a, a few different things that I can do now, where I'm getting better at, and yeah, it's good. But uh, the way that we're going to do a Patreon reward for these tokens is it going to be an item in the web store, which will have a price, and then the patrons will just get a, a code to get them for free. Gotcha. So that's how I plan on doing the Patreon giveaways. Um, right. We we were doing them yearly, I believe, making sure everyone got a, a free set of tokens for something. I'm going to try and do them more regularly um, while it's going to be like products in the store. Right. And then uh, the patrons will just get a code every year to, uh, oh, not every year, it'll be every time something new comes out. If you want these, type in this code, get a set for free. So, yeah.
0: All right. Sounds good all right we're gonna close this one out i do appreciate everyone tuning in we'll be tuning in for sean's show next uh next time we meet so until then uh always good to hang out with you sean
1: always good to be here
0: and of course chris always good talking to you
2: thanks man always good to be here
0: all right so until next time guys as you always fly casual.
2: Thanks for listening to a Lack of Focus podcast brought to you by Dice Hate Productions.